Duke News, Duke News, Duke News, Duke News, Duke Oh, we gotta do it at the same time. Alright, ready? 3, 2, 1. Duke News, Duke News. That was the best, alright. Yeah, that's, that's the start of the episode. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Uh, Duke News, we're starting it up. Duke News, episode, episode 2, week of... Uh, what is it? Week of the January sixteenth to January twenty second. That's what we're covering today. Isn't that good? That's a good week. I hope you like gaming news is, because that's like the it's third week of the year. On the way. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <sighs> Give or take. A the week. News it's starting it off. Starting off the year, you know, pretty good with that Switch presentation last week. You know, but this week it's a little slower. Just a little bit. Yeah, I gotta ease up on the brakes, dog, because, you know, news well, can't be... You don't need to ease up on the brakes, you gotta ease up on the gas pedal. Yeah. Alright, let's just, let's just straight into it, alright? Oh, uh, wait, hold, hold on. Um, oh. Hi, my name is Austin, but oh, that's online... Right. Intros. You interrupted me, man. Yeah, keep going. Oh, okay. You know, I'll start over. Hi. My name is Austin. Online, I have a name as well. King of Acorns. You're bad at what this. What is your name? What up, everybody? It's your boy, uh, TVB. Real name, Peter. And we're, this is Duke News. First name, If you didn't already know, this is Duke News. And that was a good intro. So now we're getting right into the news. Alright, no more, no more uh, fooling around or anything. Alright, because we're getting right right into it. What's our first news story? First news story, we're talking about um, Valve head honcho, Gabe Newell. Oh, good old Gabe. Good old Gabe. Good old Gabe. He did a Reddit AMA, as it's called, Ask Me Anything. And uh, he revealed some interesting info by answering some questions. I mean, most the most notable thing is he confirmed that the Portal and Half-Life films are, in fact, in development. I didn't actually know anything about these but they are in development they're making them i thought i heard something about them before but i just thought it would be a long time before it came out yeah or if it ever would the half-life one is supposed to be directed by jj abrams Ooh, director of uh star wars 7 recently it's about to be pretty big man uh, also notable from the AMA, and these, there's only really like two things. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff you could take away from it, but the two things is the the movies, and then he's also he talked about what Valve is working on right now, which is um, not Half Life Three. Well, maybe it is, but they won't talk about it. <laughs> no, but. and the, no, I saw that in the AMA. He was like, uh, he he even like went as far as to say the Half Life series was like regrettable or something and what he meant by that was since he was the director he could only see like you know regrets he wasn't in the game saying that, he that made. the series is regrettable he says yeah that he but, was, 
the past games as a series of regrets. Yeah. But well, he confirmed that it wasn't confirmed dead. Like, there were some rumors going about that Half-Life nah, 3 been, had basically he, been canceled. He's been he's swatting saying, that down, man. I no, he, he hasn't been swatting it down. He just hasn't been saying anything. He hasn't no, said I don't, I don't care about it. dead in the I water. Hope, he hasn't said it's coming. I hope Half-Life coming. 3 or Episode 3 never comes out. That's weird. Because I'm so over it. It's so 2000 I mean, I'll take late. It. If, he, uh, if they release it, I'll take it. I don't know. It's a weird way to look at it. But anyways, what I was going to talk about was they're working on some sort of AI, I guess. Like uh, new advanced artificial intelligence and... Like Siri? I, I guess so. I don't know. And then also they're looking at quote-unquote brain-computer interfaces, which I guess would be a... a Kind of like uh, we've talked about uh, VR in the past, but I mean, you and me, we've talked about how VR needs to go to the next level to become truly immersive. Kind of like, uh, you know, if if you know Sword Art Online, you you know, we've talked about this. But if the if the listeners out there know what Sword Art Online is, that would be the next level of VR. Yeah, sort and of that's kind of is... what he's talking about is the brain computer interface where your brain like directly communicates with the computer yeah I don't know because in sort of online for those of you who don't know it's an anime uh, and in said anime they have this uh, virtual reality headset that pretty much puts your consciousness in the video game Right, like you which lose is, control of your body pretty much, and you control your well, avatar in game. Which I've <laughs> we've got to be like really far away from that, from even being like a safe thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know how we would even begin to go about that. But On a practical level, people are starting to like, um, like they're getting brain implants to be able to like hear and to be able to like see. So I mean. I don't know. We might not be that far off. I mean, if it's going to require surgery in any way, I don't see it being something for the masses. Well, not for the masses. I don't know. It probably would be simpler than that because that's not a consumer product to have to have surgery in order to use it. It yeah, would just be I mean, something that you would like hook up, like you know. Like those uh, weird, like suction cups, you'd put them like all around your head, mm-hmm. and it would like electrify your brain, and you'd be, become one with the video game. Yeah, I haven't used VR with like controllers before, so I don't know how immersive it is. But I have used a headset with my smartphone before, as have you, I believe. So yeah, I mean, I've. I mean, I, it has a remote. It's not really a controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I mean, it's kind of like a Wii Remote style idea, and it works pretty well. There's just something that like it's fairly immersive, but at the same time, like I don't know, man. Just well, being the, having it strapped to your head's kind of annoying too. The phone VR is like not even close to the real VR, but it costs literally a fraction. So, 
you know. That's true. I haven't used a dedicated VR system yet, so kind of hard well, just, to say. Just the, the uh, field of view is way smaller on the phone VR. Like, uh, the, the real headsets are going to be closer to, like, at least 180, but, like, it should be a little further for peripheral vision. But, anyways, this is enough about VR, but that's all I had to say about Gabe. I mean, he, like I said, there's some other stuff that happened, but it's mostly just, like, kind of jokey a little bit, you know, like, oh, haha, good one, Gabe. Uh, you just got, like, really quiet, just so you know. Oh, okay, how about now? Say what you just said again. He's just a dirty old fat memer that everyone cares about for some reason. Yeah, get out of here, Gabe. Uh, moving on, moving on, Nintendo. Uh, recently announced uh, all the all the differences between the Wii U and Switch versions of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, uh, this one really bothers me. Well, it bothers you for a different reason than it bothers me, I think. But mm-hmm. basically the Switch version is going to have a slightly higher resolution at 900p in TV mode. And the Wii U version is going to be running at 720p. And they say the Switch version of the game will also have improved audio quality, which I find to be an odd upgrade, but, you know, whatever. But to me, as a Wii U owner who is trying to be convinced to buy a Switch, this isn't doing it. It's not convincing me, you know? I'm like, I'll just get it on the Wii U and I'll see if the Switch is any good later on. That's what I say. You'll take the 720p at the same frame rate? Yeah, I mean, it is the same frame rate. Like, everyone was saying it wasn't, but I think uh, the the comparison videos they were using, like, was an older build of the game running on the Wii U compared to, like, the newest build of the game running on the Switch, so. But uh, the that's the reason it bothers me, is that it doesn't give me a reason to buy the Switch, which I guess shouldn't bother me, because it saves me $300, <laughs> but I don't know. I think Nintendo's going to mess up the Switch. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just bothered by the fact that like, oh, this big uh, first party launch title for N- Nintendo Switch is going to be a 900p resolution. When yeah, I mean Nintendo's way the far standard behind. for home consoles. I thought they were catching up, but you know, I guess the technology's at least the hardware. You know, for the Switch just isn't there as far as processing well, it might it might just be graphics. the game itself cuz i know there are Wii U games that run at 1080p um but like this new legend of zelda is kind of crazy big has like huge draw distances so that might be part of it but that's that's all about that one um the next story i have is just kind of an interesting little side note uh, the developer of the latest Guitar Hero game, Guitar Hero Live, which I'm pretty sure nobody bought. It just looked bad. I didn't really objectively look at it besides seeing, like, the announcement trailer. And I was like, this looks like a misstep and a bad 
rhythm or music game or whatever yeah compared to the other guitar heroes or rock band that's out so it wasn't doing it for me because i think the the latest rock band was coming out at the same time and i'm like uh yeah rock uh, band 4 looked way better because it was actually like you know classic rhythm game whereas i don't know guitar hero live was just weird it was like trying to be more realistic but then also simplifying the gameplay that was already there at the same I, I didn't really understand whatever yeah, anyways was they supposed to appeal to what didn't they use like live action yeah uh, like, i don't know it was weird. so weird i don't understand it was like it recorded at all. concert footage yeah <laughs> supposed but, to immerse you like you're actually up on stage uh, but but they made uh, they made Guitar Hero Live, but they also made uh, much much more well received DJ Hero back in the day, where you had the little the 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 record that you could scratch and whatever, and they had a bunch of remixes on that game, and it was actually pretty good. So wait, what developer is this? Uh, it's called they're called Freestyle Games, and they were recently acquired by Ubisoft. Oh, okay. So, what does that mean? Who knows? Ubisoft does Just Dance, you know, so... We could see Ubisoft coming out with some rhythm games here. Looking to add on their uh, music rhythm game repertoire there. Uh, We're we're, going to move past that one. That's all I really have to say about it. It's just kind of interesting, you know, Ubisoft has Just Dance... Might have some more rhythm games coming down the pop pipe. Look out E3 for some sort of rhythm game of some sort. That's not just dance. Yeah, we'll wait for Aisha Tyler to yeah annoyingly announce it. For some reason, she's I don't know. She's annoying to me for some reason. Maybe it's because she took over for Drew Carey <sighs> and uh, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Well, I I don't think she. She try, she's trying too hard, in my opinion. Whenever she goes up there for the Ubisoft conference, she goes up there and tries too hard to be like... She's really crude. And I'm like, a nerd. Yeah, I'm yeah. a nerd, too. I'm just <laughs> one of the gamer guys. Yeah. You know. Oh, um, geez, man. But enough about Ubisoft and Aisha Tyler. We're going to talk about Fire Emblem for a while. Because if you're if you follow gaming news... And stuff. You might have saw that there was a Fire Emblem Nintendo Direct that occurred this past week, uh, and it was kind of like a follow-up to the Switch presentation. And it kind of touched on one of the games that they had announced at the Switch presentation. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, it was like right on the heels of the Switch presentation. Like you know, they basically, might as well just basically did, like, a week it after. With it, was it a week? I thought it was like a day after. Uh, I no, it definitely wasn't a day. It was more like a week. Okay. Uh, but there's four games announced, and we'll start with uh the 3DS game Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valentia. Uh, which it looks like to be just another Fire Emblem games, but I think it's supposed to take inspiration from old. Uh, they say takes inspiration from the second installment of the series, Fire Emblem Gaiden. It's going to feature dual protagonists. Uh, we'll, it's going to have free roam exploration, dungeon crawling, and character progression. 
free roam exploration. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, it, it's quote-unquote classic Fire Emblem gameplay with a twist. So it kind of sounds interesting. Uh, the one trailer that it they came out with doesn't actually show any gameplay. At least not that I saw. It's like completely story. So I don't know what to make of it. But the one screenshot I've seen just looks like Fire Emblem. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, Wait, so that's for the 3DS then, right? Or no, is that for the Switch? Um, I'm confused. No, that, that was, they, that was they, the, yeah, yeah, okay, so that was for the 3DS. They yeah, also they, announced... They announced, yeah, several games. They also announced Fire Emblem for Nintendo Switch, parentheses, working title. Oh, yeah, that one didn't have a name, that's right. Planned for release in 2018. So that's out of the way. I'm actually seeing here, in, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia, the game we just talked about, is supposed to be a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden from 1992. It's wow, supposed to be okay. somewhat of a reimagining. That's pretty dope. Is it supposed to follow the same story, then, with the same characters? Um... That's I'm actually what you're yeah I mean I would guess so if it's a remake. That's uh, pretty but hype. Yeah, there was the, there was that one announced for Nintendo Switch and also announced for Nintendo Switch is Fire Emblem Warriors, which is a Dynasty Warriors clone. So if you're into those games, you'll be able to play that either on Nintendo Switch. Or the specifically the new Nintendo 3DS. It won't be available on the regular Nintendo 3DS, but it will be available on new 3DS and Nintendo Switch. And if you know Hyrule Legends Warriors, or or I'm sorry, it's Hyrule Warriors and Hyrule Warriors Legends for the 3DS, or you know Dynasty Warriors or one Piece Pirate Warriors, all those games with the Warriors in the title. It's going to be the same game, but with Fire Emblem characters. So I'm, I'm starting to sense a, a trend. Yeah, uh, are you, you think you can predict the next uh, Nintendo franchise to uh, be in the next Warriors? <sighs> well, we got, we got because uh, you got to think it's probably on the way if this one succeeds and sells. I mean, if I lot. had to, if I had to pick a series out of like Nintendo's like first party repertoire. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like Pokemon, I think would be the next up. Oh, that'd be kind of brutal, though. What are you just like slashing through a bunch of Pokemon? Well, I mean, have you played? Uh, it. I mean, they could stylize it. They there's a uh, game called Pokemon Rumble, which is essentially. It's very Diablo-esque. You walk around, and you... They're like models yeah, of Pokemon, technically. And you go I around, and you just bash that. bash them until that, they die. That's kind of... You know, that's sort of the same thing, but... Except the thing with the Warrior series, in general, is there's, like, hordes that you just obliterate. Yeah, I mean, think about Pikachu time. doing, like, an Electro Ball into a horde of... Uh, Caterpies or something, you know. I would, I can see it. All right. I was trying to think of one myself, but I don't know. I mean, what else do I you get? get probably... Metroid, maybe. But like, I think people would be extremely mad after 
the latest Metroid game that came out that didn't even have Samus in it. Like, if the next Metroid game is a Metroid <laughs> Warriors, like, I think people would be pretty, pretty mad. Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, and then, I don't think there's really anything else that would really work. I, I, for some reason, I thought Donkey Kong, but he's not really going to wield any weapons. Well, like, what are they going to do, though? Like, are they going to bring back the Donkey Kong 64 cast of characters? Oh, I hope so. Man. For the Donkey Kong <laughs> Warriors game? That cast of characters is near and dear to my heart, yeah. man. Yeah. <sighs> I love DK64, even though it's a big meme. Well, anyways, the Warriors games are bad, so we're not going to yeah. talk about it anymore. Uh, I could see Kirby, though, maybe. <laughs> they haven't made like a non-2D platformer Kirby game in a long time. Anyways, Fire Emblem. We're still talking about Fire Emblem, because they announced one more game, and it's called Fire Emblem Heroes, and it's going to be a mobile game. And it actually looks like a pretty decent game. Uh, and assuming they're going to price it around $10, because that's what Super Mario Run is, um, it'll probably actually be a pretty decent deal. I mean, it looks like a tactical RPG, but you can play it on your phone. That's what it looks like. Oh, something cool is that it's coming to the Play Store. Oh, it's actually along f- with, free download. Um, uh, Super Mario Run. So that's cool, man. Wait, what was that about? The, no, yeah, they're coming to the Play Store, which was a sort, oh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of a yeah. deal that was, where that was it was the like... Next it was, thing I was going to talk about. Yeah, or is it like Super Mario Run was exclusive to iTunes for yeah, that was a annoying. very short like window or whatever of time? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download it when it comes out. Yeah, should be good. Uh, okay, well, we just talked about that. So the next thing up is you you remember Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It came out a long time ago. Oh yeah, that game looked really cool. I actually wanted to play it, but for some reason I couldn't find it anywhere, at least on the downloadable like PlayStation Store, because some issue with the licensing or something, and they had to pull it, which was kind of like annoying to me. But, yeah, well, no, it was a popular like fighting game too that you know people would. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they like, still play it. Like it. Yeah, I think they still play it at um, tournaments. But anyways, they're they're apparently a PS4 version already had come out. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. Like it's a it's a re it's a re release of some sort of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom for the new um, systems and. Now, it was only on PS4, and on March 7th, it'll be coming to Xbox One and PC, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So, that's pretty cool. I actually yeah. had no idea that that was already on PS4. Definitely something I'm looking forward to, because I, I have for a while wanted to play uh, that game, so that's cool. Yeah, Didn't I they... want to play Phoenix Wright. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was like the coolest like off-character that... Probably shouldn't have been in a fighting game, but successfully is. Um, didn't I'm trying to remember because I'm not exactly certain. But did they announce that they're making like a fourth Marvel vs. Capcom game? Uh, it's not called Marvel vs. Capcom Four. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, 
or something like that. But it's a new ent- like entry into the series. Yeah, it's a new uh, Marvel vs. Capcom game, but it's not called Four. Uh, okay, they didn't want to number it. That was announced, I think, at PlayStation Experience or something. I don't know. That was a while ago that that was announced. That was during our hiatus. Oh, yeah, if, yeah. If you can call it that. But, uh, yeah, that's Ultimate... Mar- you know, I'm, I'll, I'll buy it. It's going to release for $25, which is a pretty reasonable price, I guess. I mean, it's kind of old... But if they updated the graphics and added new characters or something, you know, that's not a bad price. I wonder if it includes, like, DLC that they had previously made for the game. Yeah, I don't even know if that game had DLC. It's pretty old (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Yeah, but when when it came out, I'm sure it's not like DLC wasn't a thing. I don't know. Maybe. I'll look into it later. Um, alright, well, the next story is, we talked last week about how Xbox One had a good month. It was, like, record-breaking month for uh, Microsoft Xbox One. But it turns out that PS4 was, in fact, the number one selling console for December. Oh, wait, so doesn't that contradict what you said before, then? No, well, they, they... It was the best month for Xbox One ever, I oh, think. Oh, so for their personal sell, like, for their personal sales figures, that month was the best so far Yeah, for I think that was, that, that was the story last week. But this week we find out from the NPD that PS4 was in fact the number one selling console for the month of December. Oh, all right. Um, some other interesting things to talk about with the NPD is that uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare <laughs> was number one for both the month of December and for the uh, t- like the number one best-selling game of the year, 2016. Which is baffling to me because I thought nobody bought Infinite Warfare, but I guess a lot of people did. I think... There was an immediate backlash to it, but then when they announced that, oh, you have to buy Infinite Warfare to get the remaster of Modern Warfare, I think there are more people on board, that probably yeah. helped a lot with their sales figures. I'm pretty certain that they will sell uh, Modern Warfare remastered separately at some point. Yeah, maybe. Kind uh, of, I mean, maybe. Kind of a waste if they didn't. Uh, Possibly when the new one comes out, like next November, that would kind of make sense. Or maybe sometime this spring, they'll just be like, all right, here's Modern Warfare Remastered by itself. Uh, but anyways, uh, more interesting news is that Final Fantasy fifteen broke like records for the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh it was the top-selling PS4 game, and it was the best-selling launch month for the Final Fantasy fr- franchise since 1995. Wow, that's impressive. Well, I mean, it's a game that some people have been waiting for for, like, I don't know, six or seven years or something like that, so... Yeah, sort of like I mean, about, well, it's also a good game. Time. Yeah, well, 
Um, I need to get around to buying it. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm one of those people that were waiting for it for so long, but I don't know. I think there's just been a lot of games coming out, and I've only had so much free time, so I just play what's in my backlog of games. Yeah. I mean, I, I would know. Today. I have plenty of games, but I needed that Final Fantasy. And I haven't beaten it yet, either. But uh, but anyways, see that's uh, the, that's a danger of getting into an RPG though, because like if you really get into it, uh, all your free time is going. Well, you know much. me, I tend to get into a game and then at some point randomly stop, and then come back to it like a year later. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That is an odd behavior of yours. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe people are like that. Let us know what you're like in the comments. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Or Let us know what you're like in somewhere. the comments. We'll, we'll see. Like, because me personally, when I play an RPG that I really like, I'll sink into it. And I'll just have to, like, see it through. Well, I sink in. Like, okay, let's, let's go off on a tangent here, okay? Persona 3 in particular. I sunk into that game like it was all I thought about for a good like month or something and then I got stuck at a part and I didn't want to go grinding so I just stopped playing the game that's what happened to that game yeah I mean that might just be a particular case then where are you like are you stuck in Final Fantasy 15 uh, well, what happened was is that the game uh, closes off for, like, a large portion of time. Um, so, like, when you first start up the game, there's, like, a pretty enormous, like, open world for you to explore. Um, but then once you get to a certain part in the story, like, chapter four of the story, which really doesn't take that long to get to, the game starts making your path pretty linear towards... <laughs> the end of the story at which point then it opens back up into the open world so i'm at this point where like i got to the point where basically they say like okay once you do this mission you cannot go back into the open world until you finish the story and i'm like well i want to do more side quests oh wow but i well you can um, get back to that then once yeah you know, well once i just i was like well but at the same time i want to go to so i'm like at this I kind of just got to a point where I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do, so I stopped playing it. It's kind of a weird spot to be in, actually. Well, it's... Uh, and I have sort of a question for you. Is the story not compelling enough for you to want to, like, just dive into it and keep the narrative? Well, it's just going? like... I really wish they didn't close it off. Because if I could just do a couple story missions and then go back to doing, like, a few side missions and then doing it, whatever. But, like, I know that for a fact past that point you are all story missions until you completely finish the story and then you can go back to the open world oh so it's not just something like that was gonna be my next question like how long would it take for you to do that part? Uh, of the i game? mean I it mean, doesn't I, take probably that remember. long from what i've heard but it's just it's a little just like it discourages me a little bit from playing the story because I want to do more side... Because the side quest is what's fun. You go around and you kill things. And you go hunt stuff. So you, you find campsites. the side quests more entertaining than the uh, 
main plot line? Well, not necessarily. I also have like this thing where I'm like, okay, am I high enough level? Because mm-hmm. honestly, there's really no way to tell. And if like this is the last point at which I can go, just basically grind out in the open world. Like I want to go do that before moving on in the story. Right. But uh, that's a little too long of a tangent on Final Fantasy. This isn't the Final Fantasy 15 podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, go, going back yeah, going back to what you were saying, though, I mean, we didn't really complete your thought, because you brought up Persona 3, and then I just asked you about... Well, the, the point was, ma- no, we I finished that thought, it was just, oh. remember, I got stuck, and that's why I stopped playing it, I was just like, well, I don't want to yeah. go grind with Tartarus. The whole time when you stopped, like, I was playing it, and then I finished it, and then I'm like... Yeah, no, you started no, dude, and finished it or something, like, in that I don't, time. I actually, I think I played New Game Plus... I think I played it twice, and I was like, dude, you have to go Maybe, back, I don't know. and you have to play it. The story is good enough. You're at the end. Just finish it, man. I wasn't really at the end, though. I was like you're just, you're a couple, three okay. quarters of the way through the game or something. You were... Yeah, yeah, but that's still fairly deep into the game, man. You're at the home stretch. Uh, anyways, let's go back to the news. Persona, well, you know what? Excited about Persona 5. That's some news. It's coming out in April. Everybody's excited. It already came out in Japan a long time ago. I'm kind of mad about it. You know, there was a new English trailer that yeah. dropped recently. And then, you know, the hype's building up the, again. Uh, kind of comes in waves, my hype for that game. Because, like, I want to forget about it because the wait is too long. Um, I mean, it's, it was supposed to come out, like, less than a month from now. It was supposed to come out, like, months ago. Yeah. But they've been pushing it back many times, and you know when that happens. And I know the developer is like really trying to make a good product, or have like a reputation of releasing good products. Then you know it'll be worth the wait. Speaking of re- releasing good products, developer Playdead has two big game titles behind its name and that is the puzzle action platformer limbo you know it's um black and white very eerie very spooky kind of violent a little bit and more recently uh inside um which i have played both of those i think you have did you play limbo I actually have yet to play either. Okay, um, well, I know that you I, have I, Inside, and you're going to I, play it I'm soon. I'm pretty certain I own Limbo, too, but it's just part of me that just... They're know. good games, alright? Uh, should I go back and play Limbo before I play Inside? <sighs> no, they have no correlation to one another at all. Yeah, but is Inside, like, I don't know, better than Limbo in some way? Where I'm like, if I go back to playing... Um, Limbo, I'll be I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're very similar games. Um, there's more going on in Inside. It's a more complicated puzzler than Limbo is. I mean, Limbo has some puzzles and you got to solve them, but Inside kind of takes takes some more um, interesting concepts. Um. They're just the, the puzzles are a little more complicated. So I mean, if you wanted to do like 
just thinking about like difficulty curve, like maybe it would be smarter to do limbo because that would give you a pretty good introduction into uh, inside and being able to just kind of smoothly go into that game. See, I wasn't quite sure. They're like they're two D puzzle games. Well, no, they're okay. So they're there's platforming. They're side scrollers. They're side scrollers, but they tell they're kind of narrative, but they're. There are puzzles along the way that you need to solve in order to progress. Continue going to the right, essentially. Uh, have you played Thomas is Alone? I mean, that's kind of a bit different, but it's sort of the same deal where it's a narrative. And well, it's it's very different. There's zero dialogue in Limbo and Inside, whereas oh, Thomas was Alone okay. is almost completely dialogue. But have you played the game? I've played a little bit. I didn't finish it. But anyways... Uh, I just like the smooth uh, <laughs> British narrative. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That but, gets uh, me every time. Play Dead. They, uh, they're they teasing their next game. Oh, uh, man, already? When did Inside come out? Well, it... Maybe... It was either early 2016... I think it was... It was either early or mid-2016... But they just released a new, like, teaser picture for their next game. And it looks like an atmospheric side-scroller from where I'm looking at it. So, more of the same. Stay in the course. But uh, I would seriously recommend, specifically, I mean, Limbo's good, but, like, inside the, just the kind of the ambient storytelling and then, like, the ending is just, like, really cool. All right. But it's enough Definitely about Play Dead. Out. Here we are at the last story. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just, it's kind of good news for the industry, I guess. Um, but PC gaming has reached a new milestone. Well, it's reached an all-time high market value. What's That's really good. I mean, tot- compared to, like, what... Ten years ago, like, well, like 2007. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's just been PC. steadily growing over time. Because, well, I think there was originally PC was where you played games, you know, because it just wasn't available. And then consoles came out and made gaming way more accessible. And that's where you played games. Yeah. So now we're looking at a time where people are becoming a little bit like. Okay, consoles are great, but I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to do the next best thing. Basically, consoles kind of give you they they scratch a little bit of a or well, they give you a little bit of a taste basically of what PCs can give you. And I'm not trying to be like a PC elitist or anything because uh, it sounds like you're. Being I know. Wrong. Well, uh, the thing about <laughs> it is, is that the because of the um, openness of the PC platform. It makes like the potential. Yeah, the potential is much higher do. because of how closed off consoles are, and plus, <laughs> I don't know. Well, the thing about consoles is that a lot of them have those exclusive games, and that's just a fact of life. And those games are usually good, like Uncharted and Halo, and whatever. Yeah, you can make really strong cases for why you should be an owner of certain consoles to play. Well, we're talking about Nintendo all this time. Like, they have an amazing pedigree with games, just in general. And, like, people own Nintendo consoles just for the Nintendo games. 
But yeah. anyway, we're, we're, we're talking, talking about a bit PC earlier. gaming, not oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, it's reached a all-time highest total available market of thirty billion dollars. So that's pretty crazy. Sorry, say that number again. <laughs> thirty billion dollars. Thirty billion dollar industry is PC gaming. That's what I. That's what I'm reading here. There's a lot of zeros, man. Yeah. Well, they're they're. You know, I think they're talking about it here in this article, and I'll just kind of summarize. Basically, they're saying, um, you know, it's just it. It is like, it's mostly talking about esports and kind of like the the move from super casual gaming on your console and kind of that move into a more competitive, more um, detailed oriented, you know, just kind of PC can offer so much more of that detail and that competitiveness than the consoles can at this current moment in time. Just because of the nature of the controls. Like mouse and keyboard offers a lot more precision than controllers do, and that's fine. I mean, that's just an objective fact, too. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, it's not to bash on anyone who's. No, absolutely not. Like, who cares? Play whatever you want. But, esports will always be mostly on PC going forward into the future. Depending on the genre of the game, though, you know? Well, like, I'm just. uh, I mean,. You'll see a lot of, like, Call of Duty tournaments run on Xboxes or something. Or, you um, know... But those the, are all, like, local tournament. Like, if we're talking about, like, high-level play... Yeah, but look at, like, FIFA and Madden, you know? Those are going to be on controller. Yeah. Those have a fairly large eSports following. Whatever. <laughs> Is that too casual for you? Well, it's not, it's not that. It's just, like, it's so weird to play... A sport game as an esport. It's so weird. Yeah, you're a professional in a v- virtual sport game. Kind of. I don't know. But almost a paradox. Well, but, just think about um, like the difference, and like this is a bit of a meme, but like the difference between console Overwatch and PC Overwatch. Like there just is a huge gap between those two, just on average skill level, or not even average skill level, but average. Um, well, kind of average skill level because yeah. on PC you have to be good because people are crazy on PC. But on console, you know, again, not that anybody is particularly bad on console. It's just that people don't have to be as precise or as as um. Man, I'm trying to say this without sounding like a <laughs> like a loser, like a jerk. I, I mean, no, the the point is pretty much made. You know, I mean, it it's just like I said, an objective fact and like objective reasoning that you are able to control games more precisely with you know mouse tracking than with a joystick of any kind. Yeah, I mean, there's. Um, there's but with, like, genres like, you know, fighting games, you'll see people with their mad cats, you know, arcade-style yeah. game pads, and, you know, that's that's how they play games. So it, it has a lot to do with the genre, like I was saying, but I don't know, man. Some people, like, play 
Hey, like, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, like, Call of Duty and stuff, or Battlefield even, maybe. Maybe less so Battlefield, but, you know, they have, like, modded controllers and stuff. I don't know. Like, the sort of things that, like, the small details right, and, and but products that are made for, like, high-level controller gameplay. That's kind of that that's kind of the difference, right? Weird. That, like, PC, like, the main components of your computer that you need to use the computer are good enough usually, to play the games at a somewhat competitive level, right? But at, like, in the console scene, you have to literally modify the controller in order to make it more precise. Yeah. I mean, you can get a fairly cheap gaming mouse or whatever. It wasn't yours, like, 20 bucks or even less? Yeah, it was It was on sale, but... Yeah, and I like it a lot so uh, but anyways that's that's the last story you know it's just PC gaming on the rise mostly because of esports and I think esports is going to get bigger so PC gaming is probably going to get bigger it's going to be good you think we'll see it on TV we already have esports is on TV every once in a while yeah but I mean you think you'll see like a dedicated network Uh, like ESPN for uh, you know Console, well, that, console, I think a better question is, are we going to ever see it on ESPN? Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, shoot that one. Down. Maybe like ESPN 5 or something. <laughs> they might make a new... Uh, I don't know. I'm talking about like distant future, the... man. Like when we're dead, maybe Jeez, it know, shows man. up on ESPN. I don't know. It, You know, people's mindsets, generations from now, you don't know what they're going to be, so possibility i'm not gonna rule it out but All right. like the, you know the people running networks these days yeah not well not they've chance. expressed a lot of um what's the word uh disdain uh they kind of look down on it esports and it's not really a sport that's what it seems to be a lot of the opinions of people who are in the Sports broadcasting and commentary. Well, it's not a career. Well, who cares though? If it's a if it's a game that pits two athletics, groups of people against athletics one and another, sports kind of go hand in hand. In most cases, though, you know, you have the occasional one that's not like poker or darts, you know. Or, right, but bowling. I'm telling you right now, Overwatch is more interesting to watch than poker on TV. That's fair. No, it's to say it has a much larger view base, too, so... I don't know, man. I mean, maybe you, networks should be more interested in posting stuff like that on TV. Yeah, I think I think we will see it on TV. You know, whether we're going to see it on ESPN or like even any of the bigger networks like CBS or wherever, Fox... Probably not going to see it on any of those. We might see one at some point in the future, like, I don't know, Spike or something. Or um, maybe a new channel or, like, Esquire or some weird... Some off-network, like, TBS or something. Yeah, just, like, some... We might start getting, like, a regular, you know, eSports... Like, some sort of eSports on TV. Probably sometime in the next couple years I would see that happening. It's just becoming too big. And especially with 
this year Overwatch League is supposed to come out. Or Overwatch League is supposed to start up, which is Blizzard's own actual, like, very well thought out league for Overwatch, like a professional league with uh, city-based teams and everything. Wow. That could actually be pretty exciting. Yeah, so we might see Overwatch on TV in the near future, is all I'm saying. Could you imagine if, like, esports took off where you had, like, cities with, like, it would know, be recognized weird. teams? Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> the weirdest thing about it would be, um, you know, in sports today, you know, you football players, you just call them by their real name. But in the gaming world, that's not how names work. You call each other by your monikers. Right. So, you know... That's like internet entertainment in general. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I'm used to it because I see it all the time, but I feel like the uh, casual mainstream audience might have some trouble with that initially. Um, might have trouble calling... Uh, for example, one of the top players in the world for Overwatch is Seagull. I, I have a feeling some people would have trouble <laughs> coming to terms with, you know, talking about Seagull... Seagull, that's a funny name. That's not his actual name. Well, well that's, that's like another thing, too, because our generation is going to grow up to be like the old people that are running. Yeah, you know, that's something to think about, too. I mean, as we get like older, that. like, that's... I mean, we're going to kind of decide what stuff is on TV. Yeah. Sort of. Well, I don't know. There'll always be... a. I don't, it, this discussion's way too deep to get into, I guess. Well, that, okay. So to, Speaking like, of that, to talk about, I guess we were talking about doing questions, like a, a a real question at the end of our podcast. And I was, I we're talking about esports right now. You know, the question would be, when do you think esports will be on TV? Do you think esports is going to be on TV, or you know, like it has been on TV, but like, yeah, would you watch it? Do you think yeah, would you watch it? Could you see your parents watching it? <laughs> yeah, or? yeah. Just do you think esports on TV is going to become like mainstream? It's something that get pulls in ratings. You know, it's going to become like Sunday night CS:GO or something. You know, yeah, well, you like, think that's the ever Super Bowl's in a couple of weeks, so you think you know could he ever reach those heights of like you know? I think viewership? I think probably maybe, not. I mean, that's I think maybe we could. <sighs> In a uh, long time from now. In a long time, yeah. No, I think I might have to agree with you. I don't know. It's a good question to ask, though. So, let us know uh, any of your opinions or whatever, or what you just think in general. Yeah. All right. So, to kind of close off, as we do every time, a little bit of plugging going on. All right? We're on SoundCloud. This, the podcast, we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. All right? We're on Stitcher. There's a few other places, Okay that it's on all right i don't actually remember all the names of the places but if you're if you're listening on a place that isn't one of the ones i listed go to the ones that i did list <laughs> and make a comment you're just on, a, on like some it. back alley weird i put i put it on a bunch of places um but also did you put follow, it on like the deep web or something well pretty like much my, some like russian only website uh, Follow us on Twitter, okay? I think it's at DudeCast or something like that. I don't know. It might be no, at it the is, Dudes. 
It is at Dudecast. It's at Dudecast. Okay, that's that's our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Go on YouTube. All right. Type in Dudecast. We're going to show up. There's going to be someone else named Dudecast. Ignore them. Okay. Go to us. We're the real Dudecast, not them. All right. We got some Jeopardy videos up. Wheel of Fortune is coming down the pipeline. Okay. We're gonna. This is Duke News, right? We have the Duke the Duke Cast podcast, which we we skipped on last week, but it's gonna. We're gonna have one this week. I promise you that. All right, it's gonna be good. <clears throat> Stuff is on the way, man. Twenty seventeen. Year of the Duke. Out. Yeah, the Chinese year of the dog. Well, no, it's actually year of the rooster. <laughs>